Man, I hope you guys are recording because it's another episode of the GNA Podcast. Games, nerds, and alcohol. Where we drink and talk about stuff. Ironically, I'm not drinking and I don't see a drink in anybody else's hands, which is mildly disappointing. But here's hoping. I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. I am chilling out here with a couple of really great guys. Um, one, thankfully, he's not wearing his little brother's shirt anymore. He's wearing his own shirt, which is really good. Looks really good. Looks form-fitting. Nice. Makes you look svelte. You got Blue Shark 45. How you feeling, man? Uh, I am stressed, and I'm alive. I'm stressed and alive. Let's go with that. Well, I'm glad that you stressed that you're alive. <laughs> Super stoked about uh, that. How you doing, bud? You know, for all things considered, I'm pretty okay. Glad to hear that. And we've got, uh, God damn it, every time I look down at you, man, especially with that camera, I got to get that camera model. It's just, I see Uncle Fester wearing headphones and it's making me laugh. I just want a light bulb right in your face, man. We got Zyber Blood joining us. How you feeling, Zyber? Um, I'm feeling all right. It's the same camera that I sent to Shadow and Shadow Hates. But hey, whatever. Dude, I'm just looking at yours and I'm looking at the frame rate and I'm looking at mine and I'm seeing my lips move and I'm going, Jesus, I got like, what do I got, like 28 frames a second? I'm looking down at yours and my nipples are getting hard from the frame rate. I just saw <laughs> the hairs move on your nose when you rubbed your fingers there. That's how good your frame rate is. God damn. Then I look over at Blue Sharks over there and it's just like this weird, it's like a VHS tape. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I literally have a VHS tape that's hooked up to a USB port and then you know it's pretty issues okay so you're like dvi transferring your uh your your high eight recording through the vcr to your computer exactly dude, dude it it's, looks... whole, it's this whole frankenstein system you guys can't even see it i've got it i even cut a hole in the wall to fit everything in there. oh shit dude this, this is so eight millimeter friggin nicholas cage is gonna show up looking for a snuff film is that a little kid behind you? Not yet. I, I think I saw Mr. Sinister. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. No, we no, we don't go down that route. <laughs> that movie <laughs> fucked me up. And I'm talking seriously. Not one of those light fuck-ups. Not like a, oh, that was scary. That movie fucked me up. God damn. Well, let's get I off of... Never yeah. Oh. Oh, you've never seen it. And never will. Okay. My policy. Okay. With the exception of the Resident Evil movies and one I've already seen that scared the living crap out of me. I don't watch horror movies. So, Cecil, you're, you're going to be down there in like a month, so you could always just strap them down and like do the whole freaking forced eye open tool thing and... Oh, let them oh, watch it. This is going to be Clockwork Orange, and there will definitely be things being strapped. <laughs> you know, the Clockwork Orange I hear has like a, what do you call it? I think it's like a rape scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's off-putting to me. Um, and then I hear that there's something like that in, uh, what's that TV show on Amazon Prime? It's about superheroes. The Boys. Yeah. Like dark humor or dark whatever oh. villainy, yeah. Oh, I, oh, that dude. stuff turns me off. Like dude. I, I don't know why, but it's just like I can't. 
I like I hear about it and I'm like I can't watch that, dude. So that that just the comic book. I want to go down. The comic book of the boys is way worse than the show. So in the comic book, yeah. they take the main character. So one of the main, like it opens up with a guy. He's like at a fair or whatever. He's swinging around with his girlfriend, and then bam, these two these two super powered beings just slam through them, and he's literally sitting there holding his girlfriend's arms. Like they're gone. She's gone. He's holding yeah. her arms, and yeah, she gets she's slammed like up. a bomb going off, mist in the air. Yeah. So then Craig failed. Uh oh, Craig failed. You failure. I can't believe you failed us, Craig. Um wah, wah, wah. Hold please. Do you want us to clap? Alright, there we go. Anyway, where were we? Uh, so the boys. So, But in the comic book, there's a scene where they're trying to prove to the guy on how bad the superheroes actually are. And they take them and they're like sit across the street from a brothel. And they watch them in this brothel. And they literally go into this brothel, dope up all the girls on heroin so that they can't feel a thing. Because if you think about it, you're a superpowered being. Remember the whole thing that uh, where I think it was in Clerks. Hancock. Well, well, no, you remember in Clerks where the uh, Rando yeah. was talking about, well, hey, that's an involuntary muscle. It's not like you can control how hard or fast that comes out. He'd blow a hole in the back of Lois Lane like this big. Well, the boys takes that a little bit too f- close to heart, and literally they go in there and they just have their way with these women, and then they just laugh, walking out, and all this other stuff. They're sitting there bleeding from internal organ damage. They're they're gonna they're like going to die, and there are they. I think they were part. Some of them were dead. Like that's Holy what they did. Shit. Talk about mashing guts. Yeah, dude. Like the boys' comic book, way worse than the show. So yes. worse than the show. See, like that. Like to me, is just like it's upsetting. It's it's overly like evil graphic and just like it just. It doesn't make me feel good. Like I don't like that. Like, so like that that kind of feeling is the reason why I won't watch something like that. Like I mean, like fuck, people want to make that crap. Like freedom of speech, I'm all for it. But it's just like how it makes me feel. I'll never watch it because of that. I don't want to. I like to me like watching stuff has like an emotional reaction to stuff, and it's like it how how like drama makes you feel. It's like reading a book. Like it puts you through emotions and stuff, and some things I'm just like, I don't want to go down that that trail. Really don't. Yeah, man. The uh, the boys like they definitely instill emo- Like one of the big things about the boys was they wanted you to hate, and I mean not just like oh I don't like these guys. They wanted you to hate those superheroes. And they do a really good Mission job. Accomplished. Yeah, they do a really good job of of giving you the darker seedier side of superheroes versus the you know the nice and airy and joyous side it's it's pretty fucked up honestly but anyways well before we get too far into this we got to go into what everybody's drinking that's the staple on the show we do yeah we do sure about that i'm pretty sure i'm gonna start off though since i am super lame i am having a nice tall glass of an extremely clear liquid 
You're drinking water out of a beer glass. Uh, actually, this is could be vodka. Actually, this is uh, this is my rum and coke glass. It's 32 ounces, and I usually fill it up about three quarters of the way with rum, and then the rest with coke. But I'm not having rum and coke tonight. I'm having a nice, tall, refreshing, refreshing glass of water, H2O, dihydrogen monoxide. Yeah, you're lame. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for somebody to say that. Well, what are you <laughs> drinking there, Blue? Huh? Huh? What are you drinking? Uh, I do have water over here, but I haven't touched it yet. Um, instead, I've been drinking uh, Bullet Bourbon and uh, Simply Lemonade. Served with ice, so it's nice and cold. But I went Bullet, bullet Bourbon Rye. Ice is so. nice. I think it's uh, poor man's uh, whiskey sour. I guess that's the way you could. That's what I. That's what I refer to it as. Hey, as long as it's good, man. That's all that counts. It yeah, is as long as you enjoy it. Yeah, nice balance of uh, that bourbon taste. There's no real burn. I mean, it's bullet bourbon. It doesn't really have like to me. It doesn't really burn. Uh, and then you know, like that nice. It's not like the what I like about the simply uh, lemonade is it's not overly sweet. It's got you know, you can taste the, you know, the tartness and an actual, like, it sounds like, it actually tastes like it's made with lemons instead of, like, sugar water with, like, a little bit of citrus. Oh, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's pretty good. I highly recommend it. What about you, Zyber? Um, well, I am drinking... Absolutely nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I am drinking a uh, ginger peach chai. Um, my my lame ass is going to work tonight, so I'm not drinking anything alcoholic. So no one can say, "Oh, I smell alcohol on your breath," or anything like that. When I get there, yeah, that's where you just look the cop square in the face and you just say, "Well, your eyes are glazed. Are you eating donuts?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a fucking year. But let's not kick in how dismal things are. Let's talk about some nice things. Let's talk about some cheery things. Like, I don't know. What's everybody's state of games? Neck, neck. Zyber, you just shoved a bunch of food into your mouth. What's your state of games there, man? My state of games has been, this week, uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker been replaying that yeah that's about it i i've been pretty lame just a one game kind of (laughs) guy i haven't hit cod with everybody like i have been the previous weeks yeah just the one game maybe touching in on uh pokemon go every once in a while that's about it well i am way lamer than that because i think i played like two or three matches of Among Us, and then that was about it. Like nothing else. But I did, in fact, purchase a game tonight that I intend to play, hopefully sometime tonight. If not, I have some time tomorrow since I am not working for the rest of the week. I got a lot of shit going on, just not working. 
So I actually picked up uh, Star Wars Squadron. Yeah, Squadrons. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played the X-Wing or TIE Fighter or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter games from back in the 80s and 90s, but I love those games. Absolutely. Yeah, Squadrons, just looking at it, just brought me right back there of just wanting to jump in that X-Wing and start flying around. And Man, it was actually one of the things I loved about uh, Star Wars Galaxies when they did Jump to Lightspeed. And you could actually build your own ships. Dude, I seriously got such a hard-on for that game once I could build my own ships. I spent hundreds, if not thousands, of hours perfecting ships. Man, it was just so much fucking fun. What about you, Blue? What is your state of games there? <laughs> ah, it's funny. State of games. Uh, yeah, no. I have not played anything besides Pokemon Go. I've been uh I've been busy. Yeah, I know. Sad, busy. depressing. I I wish I I wish busy. I had better news, but uh I don't. So uh yeah, I've been playing Pokemon Go and uh doing adult stuff. You know what, dude? If I actually do make it down there in November, I'm going to try to convince everybody to play Pokemon Go while you're saying your vows. I mean, I have no problems against that. I mean, I've done stuff like that before. I think it would be hilarious if you're sitting up there, everything's getting all sweet, and everybody's just sitting down here spinning their damn phone around. and throwing. I don't I don't remember if there's a Pokestop right there. Oh, there not. will be. I'm going to get in touch with them right now and request one right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> or you could just get to level 40 real quick. Oh, yeah, like that's a real quick step. I mean, maybe with like 350 Pidgeys and uh, Lucky Eggs, that might be possible. I was thinking, would you just blow somebody out, you know, that works there? <laughs> I, mean, I, I just went straight for that. I, I guess we could tell where my brain is, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're you're all like, let's do this the right way. And I'm sitting there going, who can blow? <laughs> I don't know if they would consider that the right way or they would consider that uh, to be, I don't know, it's not playing the game. Uh, what, what did Bungie say? That's not how we intended you to play the game. But, I mean, blowies are currency. Yeah. In the Philippines, like, that's how you get hamburger. Dude, Midwest, that's how you get a ride. Northeast, that's how you get to the Midwest. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish you all could hear Blue Shark's head shaking, because he literally has just been shaking his head. Yep. I've, he just uh, doesn't know what to do with us. So so what is it called? Um, Roadhead? Uh, no. Jesus fucking Christ. So y you've all heard me on this show. Um, we don't talk too much about these things. Uh, religion in particular. I'm not a very pious man, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, we never really talk about Roadhead. Um, so Brittany wanted me to... Uh, read a book that she read so i've i bought the audiobook because i really don't find time to read books uh called a love letter life 
Jeremy and Audrey Roth, I guess, if you like Little Big World. Um, I know games, nerds, and alcohol, but anyway, she wanted me to do it. It talks about how they developed their relationship and got married and such, and their family and the trials and tribulations that come along with all of that. And uh, <laughs> between that and a few other people, uh, I, I'm shaking my head because I guess uh, the the uh, Christians coming out in me, and y- y- y'all are going to hell. Is uh, is, is what Christian keeps going Slater. to my mind. But uh, and I I find that when I start consuming more material like that, like I become more. Uh, Modest, I guess. Lame. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Modest. Good, good work. Good work. We can go. We can go with lame. Brainwash. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, brainwash works too. Hey, but it doesn't. It. If I remember correctly, don't I just have to ask for forgiveness just as I'm about to die and all's forgiven? Yeah, kind of. So yeah. I mean, it depends on which one you go to. You have some. You have to get thrown into some water and they have to say some special words but uh yeah that's well i was actually already thrown in that water before that's kind of, that's kind of the that's the skinny of it the the idea is that when all of your life experiences are brought before you and this other and uh this higher power it's supposed to uh i guess make you embarrassed guilty penit make you want to be penit about things I go into restaurants without pants on. You go to weddings Nothing without much pants. Embarrasses me. Yeah, no, he's I going go to a wedding with yeah. pants, <laughs> fully clothed. <laughs> fully clothed was the terms. Your assless chaps do not qualify as fully clothed. All right, hang on, guys. I got to go look up the definition of fully clothed. No, no, no. It's not about someone else's definition it's about this guy's definition no i'm going by your words don't make me go all groomzilla i've been staying away from that okay it could be worse you go like a 1990s uh red hot chili peppers just a sock on it ah there it is there it is oh All right, here we go. Fully clothed, Urban Dictionary. This has got to be right. Me, okay, so I, I think I've told this story before. Literally, one of my friends, his first impression, because I was in the hospital uh, for a period of time, got out and didn't get to celebrate my birthday. And then a few days later, I got I hang out with him. My mother's still paranoid. She won't let me drive. So she drops me off at my friend's house. Um, I'm up at college. She's staying to keep an eye on me and everything. I go up, ring the doorbell, go inside. She drives off. And then when it comes to picking me up, he walks out with me. My mom gets out of the car, introduced herself. And the first words that come out of his mouth is after he gives her his name, he says, yeah, don't worry. You know, like. We made sure to do all the healthy things, uh, you know, hookers, cocaine, you know, this stuff that's good for his heart. First words that come out of his name, out of his mouth to my mother, his first impression. 
You were about to blow that out of the water with this, these assless chaps, I swear to God. Oh, no, no, no. I've, I've looked up the definition of fully clothed. Oh, yeah, you have? Uh-huh. Have, now, what's the definition of fully clothed? So fully clothed is to be clothed in preparation for the situation. The situation huh? is 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 not to to take it up the bum. The situation is that you're attending a wedding. I am. I'm attending. I'm attending a wedding, and I could get very confused and think I'm at a nudist colony. <sighs> you're not a nudist colony, Cecil. <laughs> do I look like a nudist to you? Well, when you put on your little brother's <laughs> shirt, you do. <laughs> I still wear the shirt. <laughs> so technically, what I is, is about as is unclothed correct. as I get in here is I wear the tank top, the the jersey for the magic, and you can see my arms. That is about as unclothed as I get on this yeah, show. Yeah, and the, the shirt that's spray painted on you. Yeah, we get it. I, we get it. <laughs> I I, I, assure, I assure you. Every now and then, as soon as we log in, all of a sudden you guys hear this little tap on the bottom of the friggin' desk. That's the piercing hitting. Look, I'm secure enough about uh, masculinity. You're a beautiful man, all right? Uh, thank you, sir. Oh, my Lanta, though. All this. Oh, my Lanta. Man, you, God, just, I uh, wish we could do the video here, because he is squirming so much in this chair right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't need video. They can hear it. <laughs> they can hear it. I'm painting enough of... I'm painting a perfect picture of this right now. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like what, 6'5 dude just wearing a tube sock. Oh, that's nice. I, I'm. A, I, I wish I was six five. Well, uh, actually, he was sometimes. he was referring to me, and I'm six six. Yeah. Oh. I forget you're taller than I am. I am. I am slightly because you're six four, right? No, I think I'm two. Really, you're six two? No, you got to be like, like six three. I don't know, dude. I all I know is that they have they after I hit six foot, they have a hard time keeping track of how tall I am. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They, so. they 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 had trouble keeping track of how tall I was when I was like eleven. So I I could be. Mm. I slouch a lot. Actually, you know what's funny? Uh, I slouch a lot too, but I slouch for a very specific reason. So I'm I'm. If if you've ever met me, if you've ever known me, you've ever seen pictures of me next to anybody of a normal height, I'm a tall dude. Like I'm not like eight foot tall, but six six is above average. Well. It's really funny because most people, when they meet me for the first time, and in fact, there was a couple of people when, actually, uh, Z, when he met me for the first time, when I visited you, there's a distinct, um, there's a distinct reaction I get out of every single person. And it's the, it's the funniest thing in the world. And it's one of the reasons why I slouch so much. And I always come off really as a goofster because I always get a fight or flight response from people. It's the weirdest thing in the world. And I noticed it probably about seven, ten years back. It was when I had my daughter. Uh, and I noticed that people, because I, I always just went, man, just that person's an asshole. And I would just ignore them because I just thought they were an asshole. But when I met them, you know, they gave me this fight response. And I didn't, I didn't cognitively realize what was happening. They just gave me this fight response. And I just like, geez, they're an asshole. I don't want to talk to them. I'm like, geez, that's your friend? God, they're an asshole. It wasn't until about like, as I said, seven, 10 years ago, when I started studying psychology and shit like that, and I realized, oh, that's a normal response from people when they get, when they encounter a situation that they're not expecting, aka a six and a half foot guy standing over them. 
Yeah, it's that. Oh my God, giant run! Well, so that's the thing is that like with a lot of people, I get I get this instant response, and it's funny to watch it now because now that I realize what it is, I can I can work with that and go, okay, well, this guy's not an asshole. They're just having a aggressive response because I'm a big guy, and it's really it's it's just. It's super funny. Now I look at it and I find humor in it. And I found I've made a lot more friends now because I understand the response and I just could go, okay, whatever. Um, But I actually got my job because of that realization. So I work, I I got a new job. And in the interview, when I was talking to him, you know, we were just BSing back and forth. And somehow we got into the conversation about me being tall. I said, well, yeah, I said, my, me being tall unfortunately intimidates some people i said not not like i'm an intimidating person it's just it inevitably just intimidates them because i'm a tall dude i said and i get a fight response out of them or 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 oftentimes i'll get a fight or a flight and i said to try to alleviate that you may notice that i'll slouch a lot or i'll i'll stand with my knees bent or i'll stand kind of half spread so that i lower my center of gravity i lower myself to the ground so because it gets really tiresome sometimes when you meet somebody for the first time and they're a huge asshole. And it's only because they're just not expecting a really tall dude to be right there. It's like, so I try to slouch a lot. And it was actually funny because they said that was one of the reasons why we hired you was because you had that, that understanding of your own physiological re- or your own people's reaction to your physiological size. I'm like, well, that's cool. Okay. Two things. One, when a very tall person with a very long ponytail comes up to me, my first thoughts are, Rody. This guy knows how to do drugs. This guy probably knows how to tussle. So, fight comes up as exactly. the response. Secondly, I understand where you're coming from. When I grew my beard out to here... And, and we were out on a site job looking at this bridge. We had the client out there, my senior engineer, and, well, an engineer that was my senior. He goes, are you eating a granola bar? And our client, without missing a beat, goes, dude, look at that beard. You don't think that man's not prepared? Do you think that man does not have water and then his next meal on him? Like, look at him. Like, he is ready for this. <laughs> he is ready to take on any trouble that we hit. We fall into that river. That man is going to save us. So what? Everybody thinks you're a fucking Daniel Boone or some shit? Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's really sad. because. Oh, I'm my not. God. I just realized what I have to get you for a wedding gift. <laughs> Uh, I was going to threaten Brittany with growing it back out again. She she just was not a fan. She does not like it when it's like down to here. Zyber, you gotta help me. I need to see if I can find a raccoon hat condom. <laughs> okay. Okay. This has to happen. For a separate thing, Blue. No, you know what? I actually used thing. to have one as a kid. I had I had the the Davy Crockett uh, raccoon hat. Oh, thank God you said hat. I thought you had a raccoon hat condom. I was like, you had no, one as no. a kid? No, I had a hat. <sighs> Trash panda condoms. 
just because she's a, never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, Don't that's, go yeah. down that road. Don't go down that road. All of a sudden, I just see that line blurring to the point of blood. <laughs> yes. No, but it was it's it was just uh you know I I've it's funny because and blue you can probably relate. There are some days that you just go about your business and you're just doing your thing and it's like yeah whatever. And then there are other days where it's just all of a sudden you're looking around you and like I'm actually kind of a tall dude. Like I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. And you look around. I notice like, it. Huh. I notice that every time I get into the back seat of a Hyundai Accent. Hmm. I could see that. Or or have to sit in the middle or in the back seat of a of a Mustang. Uh wanna know something funny? Watching Cecil get into a mini coop. Oh yeah. Oh. Dude. So you guys think I look good. And everything. Well, no, not no, me, no. but should've... my penis does, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, anyway. So my the instructor for the tuba euphonium ensemble at the college that I went to, this man was 40, 45, something like that. He is ripped. Big guns. He's got the wide, broad, strong shoulders. The man is extremely fit, like... You think my shirts are tight? No, no, no. His shirts were tailored. Tailored. The man was also gay, had a full-size poodle, white, and played the tuba and drove a Mini Cooper, what's it? I think it's Countryman or something like that. And he fit his tuba and himself, which, mind you, the man was six foot two. And he chose to get into a Mini Cooper every day and drive to campus. I thought it was the funniest thing to see this big, tall guy. Like, I wanted a Mini Cooper at one point. I was like, oh, man, those, like, I saw the Italian job. I thought they were cool, you know, man. But, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to get into one of those every day. Money says he would have appreciated the assless chaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> appreciated it. Tuba player, assless chap. No doubt. Well, anywho, let's kick into some news here. <laughs> Since I, I, while it's so entertaining to watch Blue squirm, and it, I, I, if you're hearing me, if you're hearing my voice, you know that I'm telling the truth. It is really entertaining to watch Blue squirm. But we got some news articles that we should probably kick into. Uh, first one I'm going to kick off here is actually one that I read a little earlier, and it's pretty funny. Um, dude got Crisis 3 to run in VRAM of the RTX 3090. That's in, that's not on the computer itself, in VRAM. So it was in the virtual, or the video, the, not virtual, but the, uh, the video RAM on the actual board, or on the actual, uh, video card. And supposedly it actually ran pretty well. Um, I think it was running at, like, 60 frames at 4K. Which is pretty damn good. All right, I'm stupid when it comes to computers and maybe someone else is listening to this show. Hi, thank you for listening to this show. Um, but for the majority of our listeners, you probably know more about this and going, God damn, this guy's an idiot. Explain what you mean by it. You okay. can run it on VRAM. So here's the thing. You've got your computer, all right? 
and you've got your storage space, which is your hard drive, and you've got your memory or your, your volatile memory called RAM. Well, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, they decided that it would be better for you to have video RAM, RAM dedicated just for rendering video. So the game or the, the video card companies started putting RAM right on the board so that the 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 video card itself had its own dedicated RAM. Well, that RAM is typically not accessible by anything else other than the video card. Henceforth, this dude, getting it all to run in actual VRAM, was pretty damn cool. Now, also keep in mind, there's, um, I mean, the video RAM, usually the, v, the VRAM on, the, on, um, on those boards are like stupid fast. Like compared to the RAM that you have on your actual motherboard, Usually it's stupid, stupid fast and typically overclocked too. But the 3090 has 24 gigabytes of RAM. 24 gigabytes of RAM. Just, just, just fathom that for a second. I mean, my. I mean, most games today only require what eight? To uh, eight to sixteen, yeah. For like the for the bare minimum, yeah. Um. It's a lot of it's a lot of juice. Well, dude, okay. I want you to go back to when I was first working with computers and we got our first computer that had a hard drive in it. I had 640k of RAM. You don't need much to render 8-bit, 16-bit graphics. 600 Dude, I had 640k of RAM and I said to myself, when am I ever going to need more than this? This video card, this isn't even the main board. This video card has 24 gigabytes of RAM. See, this is what's wrong with you. You don't think outside the box. Engineers think outside the box. You gotta think, oh, why would I ever need? You always need more. Oh, no, 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 no. See, I'm the different style of engineer. I'm the engineer that looks around, sees I have 15, 15 different objects, and I build a carbon scrubber with it. That's the type I am. Yeah, I was about to say, Cecil's the type of guy that has a CD player, a dildo, and a sponge, and he makes, like, a nuclear reactor out of it. Yeah, or a bomb. Well, a nuclear reactor can be a bomb. And, and I'm the type of engineer that has managed to take a, uh, you know, video camera, old-timey style video camera that uses 8mm <laughs> film, and have it somehow convert to a USB port to do this yeah, video do. call that we're doing for this yeah, podcast. That or I have just a really crappy built-in, you know, camera in my laptop. But, you know, that's not as impressive. Nope. As the as the video camera, it's nope. just so we're not going to go there. So just forget that I just said that. Just focus on what it looks like. Imagine the hole that I've put into the wall that is behind my laptop that is shared by my neighbor. So I literally put a hole into the wall, probably possibly going into my neighbor's you know building. Just just ima imagine that. Imagine the conversation that I had to have with my neighbor about this. Let alone the dual freezers that he's using to keep it all cool. Exactly. Yeah, he's in Florida, so yeah, he's going to need something to keep that thing chilly. Craig dumped. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, bucket. I'm starting to hate Craig. Damn it. I don't think I've had this problem before. 
nor I mean, have I. I, the, I, I didn't even show? get a chance to use it last week. My bad. <laughs> well, Craig has been having some issues. Okay, so Craig, I don't care that you're not getting paid more. Suck it up and do the yeah, suck job. Suck it up, Buttercup. I don't care about this. Try yeah. changing your server region and server settings. Error one zero zero one. Um, what the hell is my region? Yeah, stop talking to Skynet. You're our 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 dude, not Skynets. Even though you're like digital and all that, you're our dude. Yeah, I guess I should probably check our region settings. Yeah, we're we're in U.S. East. Where else are we supposed to be? Eat my ass, Craig. U.S. Southeast? Well, there's no Southeast. It was just U.S. East. Ah, well, yeah. Cambodia. We're supposed to be in Cambodia. Are we supposed to be in that Canadian island that's got its own time zone? What's that, British Columbia or something? No, I was thinking more of the one that's east of the East Coast of the United States. Oh, what? Is that Oak Island? It's a great show. Oh yeah, Prince Edward Island. Oh, Prince Albert. I got, I got one of those. Only two of them. Oh Jesus! And there he goes, screwing again. God, I love that. (sighs) God. Yeah, I had a horizontal bar once, but it caught on everything, so I had to take it out. Oh, dude, dude. With the extra weight. I'm gonna start talking politics if you all don't watch it, dude. When you're sitting there and you got the you got the big balls on, and like you go and you go to take a leak, and all of a sudden you just plop down in the can, and everything just falls right in the toilet, and you're like, "Well, I didn't anticipate the extra weight doing that, now did I?" Right. The first time it so, hit off the toilet bowl and made that sound, I was like, "Ooh, what the fuck just ooh, happened?" But I have to say though, there's one thing that's really really handy when you accidentally zip up. And it catches on that metal bar and it doesn't catch you. And you're like, oh, man, that was worth the money right there. So yes. what do you guys got on your bingo cards for tonight's U.S. <laughs> vice presidential debate? You know, I've, I've got a few topics here that we can go into right now about something. All about right. All right. All right. Liar. All right, I get it. I get it. Stop making blue sharks squirm. All right, next uh, next article here is there is a Roll Virtual Tabletop um, or a Virtual Tabletop that's going to be competing against Roll20. How did I miss this? Oh, okay. Oh, this is actually pretty cool. It's a, a, it's a Kickstarter for a, a program called nice. Roll, R-O-L-E. Uh, it's a new virtual desktop service, Roll. We'll soon enter early access where what we expect from it. Service is how we compress. We're going to the hardest part of playing tabletop RPGs, Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, this is very cool. A DRM-free marketplace. It's, yeah, it's called, called Roll, so it requires a little ecstasy. This actually looks pretty cool. This is uh, this is kind of, yeah, it's doing exactly what it says. It's looking to bridge the gap between like D&D Beyond. And uh, roll twenty. This actually looks really fun. Blue, have you gotten back into? Have you have you still only played that one session of uh, tabletop RPG that we played? The Star Wars. Yeah, the Star Wars one that we never finished. That's been like dead for like maybe like. God, did I meet yes. Brittany after that? Yeah. So over three years. Over yeah, three years. Because Matman yeah. was on the show then. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's also scheduling problems and Well, you know what? 
after you get through this whole whole thing here, we uh we should we should set aside a little time because uh I've been talking to a friend of mine and looking at this role right now, this might be the perfect uh perfect platform. I've told you about you're all gonna rot in prison, right? No fucking way, dude. I so, I, I um, still wanna be Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about you're all going to rot in prison, Blue? Yeah, you've told me about that. But uh, speaking of Kickstarter, um, apparently there's a Kickstarter for Earthworm Jim. Did any of you guys ever watch that show or play his games? Yes. Never once did I get to the end of that game and be totally disappointed because the ending boss was a guy in a fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's come up with the Earthworm Jim uh second chapter of a comic book series i didn't know um he he popped on a show that i watched uh ladder with crowder and uh didn't know a lot about this guy oh that sounds a little like a show i watch called hooters and cooters yeah i didn't know much about this guy and the stuff that he does and his background but yeah got a kickstarter oh i did not know yeah i don't know why i know that's random but we talked about kickstarter and uh that's that's what popped into my head it's 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 a kickstarter for earthworm jim yep earthworm jim 2 fight the fish the second chapter of the earthworm jim comic book series earthworm jim and friends fight bob the goldfish all the way down the tubes created by 10 nepal um, backers have pledged $260,730 to help bring this project to life. Last update, October 5th. Pledge $25 or more. You get the comic book. $35 or more. You get signed. $50 or more. You get Earthworm Jim and One. Oh, it's the comic. It's not another game. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I, I meant to be more specific about that. Yeah, yeah, this is only a comic. This isn't a game. Gotcha. Yeah, he's he still does he still does inking. Like you can watch him sometimes online. He does inkings. But yeah. Huh. You know a That'd lot about cool. this guy. The the guy's very Christian. Um, which is interesting. Cause he did this, and there was another. There's a show on Nickelodeon that had something to do with cats, and I never would have thought that. Um, watching his stuff, but I mean, he's like, yeah, I'm like, um, I'm just a, I'm just a sinner. <laughs> but yeah, it's well, at least he embraces it. it. Yeah, he does. I mean, I the the Earthworm Jim uh, TV show. I remember watching some of that uh, growing up. I don't think I ever played his games. <laughs> that motherfucker he has oh, to get his act the, together Jesus fucking the third, Christ with the, what are we on four now uh, screw it you yeah, know what man I mean, Craig is that, voted that off that the Craig island dude he's got to stop bailing well the the good news is you got enough to, to do the sync with oh yeah sure sure everybody's recording right uh yeah last we're time supposed I checked recording no no I was recording you all remember all I was right. using Craig all right, good because so was I. Yeah, sorry, I was sorry to sidetracked your uh, your uh, uh, your roll twenty competition uh, 
Kickstarter with uh, some random fact. No, it's day. all good. I th- I'm pretty confident random fact is how GNA was started. Oh, yeah. I, re- I remember Gravemine. Grave who? The, uh, Gravemine, all the, all the tangents and random things that they would go off on. <laughs> Who's they? Who are we talking about? I think uh, DJ so, Totes and so there's this this concept that's presented in Assassin's Creed. There's these people that preceded us. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 the world was once different than what it is now, and these people left behind their knowledge and all of their teachings in some you know imperfect mediums, and we found those imperfect mediums. When we came out of caves and we started reading these things in order to help cre- recreate the show. So technically, this isn't the first instance of GNA podcast. There were people that came before us. No, that's impossible. I, I know it sounds crazy, but trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. I may do illicit drugs sometimes, but I know what I'm talking about. All right. I, I, I don't trust anybody who says trust me. <laughs> like that the moment you said that i was like oh, this is bullshit so now i know just, that just, yeah, there was yeah, no yeah, gna yeah, but, but listen tracking, trust man. me when i tell you that there is someone behind you with a knife nope nope because <laughs> people behind me with a knife they'd be all loud and noisy and i'd hear them and uh that's because it's, it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for and so that means that the noisy ones i gotta really yeah that's why uh cecil on. keeps me on keep you on drugs no uh you know you said it was the quiet ones oh yeah 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 because you gotta watch out for them like george carlin said see while you're over there watching the quiet one in the corner reading a book a loud one's gonna swing an axe in the back that's right i believe it was the other way around is that it i don't know that man's dead though Fucking Eddie Van Halen. What the hell? Yeah, I know. Like, seriously, what the hell? What is it? it was Eddie Van Halen, Grant Imahara. Yeah, dude, Grant, was- who is way freaking older than I thought he was. That man had some great genes. I mean, he looked definitely looked good in them. I mean, there's just some people that just... the. It depends on how you take care of yourselves. Like, my cousin... Uh, she works out. She does, I think she's done half Ironman. She does like races and all this stuff. And I mean, she's 50 something years old and she looks good for that age. Is she on Tinder? <laughs> no. Yeah. Cause Cecil's but saying, uh, is she open for a threesome? <laughs> it's, I mean, like what you eat and what you do with your body. Sometimes you just. I mean, some people are blessed with just good genes. I mean, Brittany is blessed with young genes. Like, people, she complains you about being parted. <laughs> she complains about, you know, having to uh, get carded. Oh, she loves it. But she's she's older than I am. Yeah, she loves it. She'll, she'll, she'll complain just because it's like, oh, God, I hate getting carded. She fucking loves it. Yeah, she's going to love it when, you know, in, in 10 or 20 years when she's, you know. Still looking young, still looking good. Yeah, it's yeah but like genetics kind of suck. So it's like, I mean, Eddie lost his battle with cancer. Um, I don't remember Grant. I, was that like suicide or was that like cancer? 
I can't remember. Um, I think he had something. No, I might be mixing them up with something right, else. All right, let's look it up. They may not have disclosed details about him. I think they were being pretty hush hush about what was going on with him. But again, like mental health is another factor. It doesn't matter how healthy you treat yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, genetics or mental illness can creep in and say, fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this whole COVID shit, like, the suicides have gone up because of all of the um... brain aneurysm. All right. Yeah. W- was Grant that Mahara? And, and uh... oh, yeah. Shit. That's like uh, an aneurysm is kind of like uh, a ticking time bomb, isn't yeah, it? It's one, yeah. It's one of those things that, like, you could be taking care of yourself. As much as you want to. Brain aneurysm comes right. along, boop, lights out. Yep. Uh, same thing with every... the aortal aneurysm. I mean, it's a ticking time bomb. Same with an anal aneurysm. Yep. God, those things suck. Oh, it's anal yeah, fissures. You gotta live your life like it. Tomorrow could be your last. Yeah, dude, because you don't really know. Like, you really don't. And that's like the, it's, no. it's the creepiest I... part. Like, I've had a lot of shit going on, and it's really made me reflect on stuff, and it just... Like one thing that I always, I always held were like, I, I was a big grudge person, you know, one of those, if you lost my trust, you never get it back, that type of bullshit. And, uh, and you know what? There's just, there's just too few days. There's too few days in this world, man. I don't know. I, I disagree with that. Um, I mean, I've had, I've had close calls in my life. Um, I had a stroke when I was, 21 almost 22 and you know i couldn't find my cell phone i was messing with the tv remote turning it on and off trying to find my phone because i knew i needed to call 911 and and my dumb ass didn't even realize that i have this alarm panel that i could pull and you know it was like a i refer to it as the the rape alarm uh because you know it was like a silent alarm you could pull in your room i lived in a off-campus college dorm um so did did you get I raped often? Went over it sounds like you did to my my friend's house or sorry my friend's apartment, uh, and thank and she was like she's like thank God I was home like I was thinking about studying on campus like thank God I was home and I was like yeah I got lucky like the doctors were telling me says yeah luckily you were able to get there because you needed help and you need help right away, but so I've had my I've had my my near death experiences before. Or, like, just being full, like, Nyeh. and um, uh, if I've offended anyone by saying that, well, that's literally what I sounded like. So, screw you. Um, I make jokes about it and I like it. So, anyway, my point is, is that when people break your trust, like, I mean, I'm a fiercely loyal person, I have patience to an extent, but no, when you've done, you've, you've crossed the line. Yeah, but, but what you. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I don't no, care. that's not, I'm not. I'm not saying like I trust them again. I'm just saying that I let it go. Oh, okay. You know, I'm not going to hold on to that and be like, oh, I hate that person because of this. No, you know what? All right, they fucked up. I don't, okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Whatever. I mean, even if yeah, holding on to too much rage is yeah, a bad just, thing. There's too few. There's just too little time left, man. Too little time. I'd rather uh, I'd rather enjoy every it's, day, every second that I have. That way, uh, yeah, it's good to be like a Jedi in that sense. Let go of your your feelings in that situation. Yeah, it just it's. Which as a kid, I never really understood. I always was like, God, they're just so wrong. Like either both of them are like to let go, like to not feel or anything. But it, that's not what it was. It's not the thing. 
The thing is to let go of it because it consumes you. It wasn't to let go of the knowledge that this person's betrayed you or that you shouldn't easily give away your trust. It's not like let go of your intelligence. It's let go of the rage, let go of the anger, let go of what con- consumes and controls you. See, now I always related more to Darth Vader than I did to the Jedi when I was a kid. Oh, because it was just like, yeah, I understand rage. Rage, rage is easy. Rage, yeah. and, and it's just like everything else, you know, like, like getting fat, getting fat's easy. You know, there's always food around where we are. You know, that's one of the first world privileges is that there's always food somewhere. Even if I'm, scouring through a garbage can there's food everywhere mm-hmm. and that's like you know it's just the easy path that's why rage was just so easy to understand and i'm now just trying to uh you know and it's hard because that that rage is still there i'm a very ang- you guys probably don't know it but i'm actually a really angry person i'm like the hulk i'm like bruce banner you know my trick you know you know my secret is cap i'm always angry yeah, that's like literally me i'm always angry it's just you figure out how to roll with the bunches and now i'm just trying to it's, it's it's an interesting exercise to try to let things go that are that make you angry um i hear you oh yeah and it's it's like i mean i've spent a good deal of my life being angry at stuff and yeah just learning over time to let that stuff just vaporize into the ether it's difficult yeah it is and it's wild too it's it's actually it's funny because it's one of those oh, things yeah. it was a, a conversation that i had gotten in with um i think with cohen damock um and it was about you know it was it was an interesting argument because I was talking about being competitive about games, not competitive in games. If that makes any sense. And uh, I realized that was one of those things that I let yes. go a long time ago was that I would always play video games and I would get so angry and I would get so upset because I was getting so competitive. Like uh, I got to be the first one to do this. I've got to be the, I, I've got to, I've got to complete everything on this. I've got to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it was just one of those, I, I was really competitive about gaming. You know, I had to be the first one to beat the newest Final Fantasy that came out, or I had to be the first one that got the new game because I had to be able to get it before everybody else did. You know, I had to be able to 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 be able to talk about it when they got to that part. You know, that meant I already had to beat it or whatever. And then I just started realizing the stress that that was always putting me under. And uh, I just realized that, like, it was just... And I got that way when Destiny came out. I got that way again. And I just, you know, I had to be the first one to to get to the next loot cave. I had to I, I had to get the best weapons. I just had to do all of this stuff. And I realized really quickly, I'm like, I'm just falling right back into old habits. And I'm getting frustrated when people are beating me to it. I'm like, well, shit, I got this, this, and this instead. And it was just, uh, I just realized that I had to start letting that shit go. And it, uh. It's kind of, you know, it's it's fun because I can now, well, I don't play any more games now, but I used to be able to um, just be able to chill out and just just actually play and enjoy a game instead of having to, you know, I didn't care so much if somebody spoiled the story or something. I used to, like, I used to be so hardcore into, like, no spoilers. And now it's just like, 
Oh, okay, so what? Yeah. It's just it's a, it's a really weird shift to start thinking of it that way, and I don't know whether it's good. I, I I'm not I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not 100% confident that that's a good thing, to be honest. I think it is. Um, I mean, it's a something I'm kind of, you know, now that there was a difference when Brittany and I were doing the long-distance relationship to now. Like, it was, you know, it could be, you know, something happens you know, one of us is in a bad mood or one of us is having a bad day and we would, you know, it's like you could deal with that and it's on the phone and then as soon as you got off the phone, you were, you know, you were back in your own apartment, you're back in your own world and you can do what you want. Now that we live together, it's, you know, like it's being around each other constantly. So we had to, we had to adjust with that. And then there was other things. There was like the way I do stuff, the way I do things the way she does stuff, the way she does things. It's like you had to pick your battles and it's like, is it a hill to die on? And it's like letting go. And it's like when I get angry at something that she does or says, and, you know, it's like the urge to say something is strong sometimes. And I just hold down, calm down, Think about why I'm angry. Think about why I'm mad and then talk about it. Be like, hey, you know, like, I don't appreciate you doing this instead of like flying off the handle and saying something you can't take back. So like it's, you know, to get mad at something like that means something to you. Like there's things that like Mm. there's a hill to die on for me for some things. And if this, you know, like if someone's spoiling the story of a very important game to you, is a hill to die on versus someone spoiling the story of a less important game isn't and die on the hill. Like, I mean, like you can be like, Hey, and there's ways, and there's ways to handle everything. There's ways to, you know, like you can be angry about it and you can fly off the handle or you can be like, Hey, like, dude, like, I don't appreciate that. Like, or you can just cock back and let the, let the, your fist fly and hit him in the face. And there's two ways to handle that situation. You know, if you look at the extremes, but then there's so many different degrees, you know, like there's getting mad or there's getting like annoyed or being like, dude, like, why the hell would you do that? You know, so it's not like not caring, but it's like, yeah, I say not caring. Yeah, I, I say it's, it's giving not a fuck caring, where it matters. It, it's, it's more of giving the a- focused attention. And yeah, I mean, I, I actually try to I, I try to go by that. Well, I've been trying to go by that similar rule, but uh what I do, because I, you know, I hate it when, because even when you, when, when you say to yourself, all right, I'm not going to show I'm angry. I'm not going to show I'm angry. You show you're angry. Like, you show you're upset, no matter what. Like, uh, humans are not great at hiding their emotions. And, and the people who are great at hiding their emotions, uh, they're like dead inside or something, you know. Um, but, like, one of the things that I, I've, I've always found that I hate or, or that I, I feel is unfair you know, when somebody's mad at you and you say, what's wrong? Are you mad at me? And they just go, it's fine or something like that. I, I always, and, and, but, you know, they're obviously, there's something wrong. I've always found that, that that's really unfair. So what I've been trying to do is, and I'm not always successful, but I'm getting better, is to just, you know, say, this is what upset me and and 
leave it at that and then work through whatever I got to work through in my head and then try to revisit it later if, if need be. Um, actually I've, uh, I've started internalizing a lot of stuff to just be like, all right, it's, it's, it's not fair to just treat somebody like shit cause you're angry at them and them not to know why. So it's like, Hey, you did something that I don't really appreciate. I'm working through it. Or, you know, if I can't say anything, that's like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I've got the cognitive ability right now to talk to you about this. Give me 15 minutes. Let me get my head straight. And then something, you know, but at the end of it, it could be something as super simple of like, you know what? I don't know why the hell I was so pissed off about that. That is the dumbest thing in the world. And then sometimes you get to the end of it and you're like, yeah, this was actually really bad. And I think we need to talk about it. Yeah, but I mean, just because I didn't hit mute and edit my audio perfectly, oh, no, I, have I don't the right think you have the right to that. be mad about that. I also have the right to not wear pants at your <laughs> wedding because of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I think that gives you the full right not to wear oh, pants. Yeah, yeah you're, uh, you're just going to be sitting there like trying to take pictures, and I'm going to photobomb every one of them. Oh, 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 Cecil! You, you think you you think you're gonna have to deal with me? Oh, oh no 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 no! You think you think wrong, sir? You're going oh, to yeah, have someone else to deal with. All right, all right. Here you go, Cecil. <laughs> Tear away pants. Once you're inside, just like well, since oh we're my here, God, that's an amazing idea. I did wear pants <laughs> in the building. You said I had to wear pants. You didn't say how long I had to wear them for. Oh, God. Oh, that's going to be great. Ah, uh, the ideas I come yeah. up with. Thanks, Cyber. Thanks. With friends like you, who needs enemas? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. What do we got under what the... F- oh, this one's a good one. This one is a great one. So, yeah. I don't know. Do Do you guys look into, like, kink and stuff like that? Blue Shark, I know you do. You probably have been to every every the every one of the kink sites, so this will probably be no surprise to you. Yeah, I'm pretty Sorry, sure he what? has oh, a sex yeah. swing yeah. in his bedroom. I mean, he just looking at him. He's oh, he's definitely got a sex. I'm swing. Not talk he's probably about those got things. the sex swing, like the original. Um. Anyway, so they make these things. Hey, there's nothing chains and leather, there. baby. It's, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. Uh, there is a security <laughs> flaw in, okay. So there's this, there's these things that you can get They're They're yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, the, the, yeah, so uh, these um, member prison for, uh, and they're, they're meant for like doms to put on submissives to basically keep control of you. Um, and it's basically this thing that goes over your cock and balls and it, it basically traps your junk so that you can't get erect. And if you do, it's actually quite painful. Well, they have these electronic ones that have like vibrating things in them and uh, they unlock and all this other bullshit. Well, yeah. Yeah, they connect to Wi-Fi and your master can control it via wireless connection. There was a security flaw found in one of them. And the security flaw could actually put your dick in jail forever. Meaning you got to cut this bitch off. 
And I don't know about any of you, but I'm not getting power tools near my junk. A hammer and nail I'm okay with. Right? Power tools? Uh Uh-uh. What is it? Uh, the, the everyone wants the smart home, all this stuff, and then the the tech security guy. He says, "I have a printer from 1995 and a loaded 44 <laughs> next to it in case it starts making weird noises." Like I ain't gonna do that shit. Like, nope, I'm not even gonna put that thing on me to begin with. Like, no. Nah. Well, let's just hope you don't no, get drunk you. around me. Which is uh, Blue Shark for he's wearing one right now. Lord, no, no, but could you imagine? Like, I mean, just, just, just let's let's take this an extra step. Whatever kink, that's an awkward locksmith call. Oh my that's god, exactly I just a, thought of Princess oh, Bride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the key doesn't work. What do you mean that's <laughs> not the key? Oh no, it wasn't Princess Bride. That was Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Robin Hood yeah, Men in yeah, Tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I mean, same same kind of like yeah. There's there are some things taken yeah. from the Princess Bride in there. Wasn't um. Oh shit! No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Hood Men types. Yep, Dave Chappelle was in that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, he Achoo. was the uh, sheriff. A chew. Black sheriff. A chew. Hey, hey I got blazing saddles. Yeah. I sneeze. Uh, my son, I chew. I bless you. That was a good movie, too. <gasps> yeah, that was. Speaking of movies, uh, actually, you know what? This is already going to be out, but uh, you're doing this weekend a a marathon of Nightmare on Elm Street, aren't you? The originals? Zyber, sorry. Should have aimed at that. Yep, uh, the original right. seven were uh, hitting on that, and um, well, I'm still kind of waiting for the drive to show up. It should be here Friday. If not, I might have to change plans. So if uh, you hear this episode and you're like, "Oh man, marathon of a nightmare," well, if you see the post, uh, it didn't happen. You'll see it next month or sometime this month, uh, probably close to Halloween. I might do it. I was going to say, yeah, we are in Halloween month, so there is some interesting stuff that could go on this month. Yeah. I'm actually super excited. Yeah. We could do a Star Wars marathon. Like uh, strapping uh, Blue Shark down to a chair and force them to watch horror films. Dude, I have seen horror films. Nightmare on Elm Street happens to be one of them. Oh, that's a slasher film. That's That barely constitutes horror. Okay, define a horror movie. Uh, Cecil walking around in nothing but assless chaps covered in blood. Let's go with fiction. Let's go with fiction, not real life. Not stuff that actually happened. Okay. Uh, um, A a good horror movie is one that is not only, that doesn't rely on jump scares, but also has a psychological element to it. Like, I'll give you I'll give you this one. Event Horizon. Yes. Event Horizon is a fantastic no. horror movie because it's got the jump scares in it. And the jump scares are well mm-hmm. placed, but there's also this psychological suspense that goes along with it that you're just you're trying to uncover and you're trying to unfold what's happening. And as you slowly start to realize what's actually going on, that's where the horror really comes in. Um I don't know. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, like 
fall asleep, like to try to stay awake, like the nightmare element of that. Did you know that that like that that psychologically messes with you after the fact? Well, did you know that that's actually based on a real life event? The Nightmare on Elm Street series is actually based on a real life happening. No, no, it's not. It's not an actual killer went into people's brains and all that shit. But there was a kid. I think it was out dreams. Dreams. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was. I think it was out in California, and I could be wrong here. So if you're listening and I fucked this up, I'm not actually looking at an article. I'm going from memory. Zodiac. No, no. I mean, not. No, no. So really horror. So well, Zodiac would be. But there was a kid like out in California that it was like he was desperately like avoiding sleeping. Would go for days without sleep. And every time he would tell his parents that he wasn't going to sleep because he didn't want whatever was chasing him to catch him. So eventually he finally fell asleep and his parents thought, oh, great, everything's good. Everything's over. They heard screams. And by the time they got up there, he had died in the middle of one of his nightmares. And that's where the inspiration for um, Nightmare on Elm Street came from. Yeah, but isn't that that thing that like fear can actually like kill you? Like if you like uh claustrophobia could actually kill you like if you really feel like you're trapped and everything like you can panic enough to actually like die well, technically any Certainly fear feels can actually like kill it. you like any any, yeah. any heightened level of fear can actually kill you because it's your body's response it releases enough uh mm-hmm. i think it's adrenaline or endorphins or something it over, overloads yeah. the system and literally shocks your heart out of rhythm and boom, you die yeah it's yeah it's adrenaline and endorphins it'll too much of those will yeah That'll do it. That'll do, pig. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen Zodiac. I've seen um, Friday the Thirteenth. What's it called? The House on a Haunted House on a Haunted Hill. The original or the remake? The remake. It was in color. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so House on Haunted color. Hill. Sorry, I would I classify that as horror because that was a great. I mean, com- it wasn't as good as the original Vincent Price one. But it's still, yeah. I thought it was a really great remake for comparison. I mean, had some pretty pretty bad CG in it. But the premise around it, I, I think they kept true to the kind of the, the essence of what they were looking for. Then there was that sci-fi movie where there were giant uh, mosquitoes that would literally suck people dry. Um, Debbie Does Dallas? I don't remember the oh, name. Oh, no, no, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Uh, I, I don't, honestly, I couldn't tell you what the name of it was. Um, let's see what else did I see that Christmas and for all those in the audience that are listening that actually just got that joke kudos to you I don't think I saw it that Christmas but I did see it later um, fudge name come to me there's another one that I've, I've actually seen fudge sorry I don't, I don't I've know lost fudge. it I can't think of it right now. I had it. I had it on the tip of my tongue. There's, there's like a few that I've seen that I'm just like, I never watch normal movies again. Like I'm, I think Nightmare on Elm Street was really what like, like did it for me. I'm like, nope, 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 no, 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 no. So you know, you know what's funny about uh, about horror movies? The reason people watch them is because it it inst- it typically will instill that fight or flight response and that fight or flight response usually has some sort of adrenaline release behind it yes that's what it is it's a, it's a rush to scare yeah. you it's like roller coasters yeah i'm not a fan of that so i don't do i, it. I, do I do it for the synopsis. comedy 
Although there was that one, there was something that there was like on iFunny once. Yeah, I know. Funny story. Um, so it had to do something and they did it in the, they read it in the, like the, the creepy voice, you know, like you see like the, the modern, you know, like American horror kind of like TV show. There's that one guy, I can't think of his name. But he had the voice, and it was just like it was like perfect level of like dark sinister, and he like he would narrate the stories. But it had to do something with uh, World War One and trenches, and there was this one like deranged kind of guy. This kind of well, he wasn't deranged. He was one of those weird guys, and they went over to the German side because they sent out a scouting team. And they sent him out there with the, these guys that didn't really social like this guy was like a loner and he fell into a dark hole and they 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 found no germans over there it was like a black pit and you heard him screaming and eventually he clawed his way out of there and he just became really creepy and then a lot of people started getting sick and dying and then they eventually they put him in a, a mental institution in france and every night someone started disappearing until one night the nurse showed up to do her rounds and everyone was gone. And there's this black everywhere. It's this black thing. It's like remnants of something. And these teeth were all in a circle. And they counted all the teeth the next day and they found that there were enough teeth for everyone except for that one guy. And then after that, there started being stories of people randomly disappearing every full moon. And it was just this really creepy thing. And it bugged me for like a week. <laughs> so do you ever read any horror novels? Or any novels that have horror elements in it? No, I don't think... I mean, I don't think I could deal with it, because literally I would like change the channel watching sometimes like i would literally have my finger hovering over the 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 button to switch the channels um eventually i'd get just pulled in and i would just end up watching long streets to literally just scare the crap out of myself um commercial breaks are nice though but no i i can't read i don't know i never read goosebumps i had the holy living crap scared out of me one halloween by some older kids um, and I was up against a fence and I couldn't escape. So it like traumatized me. So I never wanted to do scary. never wanted to do Halloween. So I never, I never even read R.L. Stein's Goosebump series. Really? God, man, I, I actually, I can, I can cognitively remember the first scary book I read and it was, uh, it was actually Landeliers. Oh, that's a good one too. God damn. That's yeah. that yeah. Landeliers. That's what it was. Sorry. That's Stephen King. King. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the first Stephen King I read was It. Mine was Cat's Eye. And then I read The Dead Zone. And then I read The Shining. And I'm telling you what, at nine years old, you should not be reading The Shining. <laughs> no. Like that is no, not a book you should be reading at all at nine. Because there was, a, there, it got to that scene. Um, 
You remember where that uh, that old lady was in the tub? Actually, yes. no, Blue, you probably never read it. So, did you read The Shining? Well, Zyber, no. you know where I'm talking about. Yeah, where yeah. The, where yep. the, like that scene right there, it got so intense. I literally threw the book across the room, stayed awake the entire night with the lights on going, not going to sleep. That's not going to happen. I'm not, and I had to piss so bad. I was not going to the bathroom because if I saw that tub and that shower curtain was pulled, mm-mm, mm-mm, I was going to shit in the sink. That was going to happen because I was not going anywhere near it. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are like, but the, the the first book I can remember reading was it was a it was a book called House on Hackman Hill, and it was you know like. Compared to scary stuff nowadays, it's got nothing. But honestly, they probably make a, a good scary movie out of it now because Hollywood's really just running out of ideas. And why not just go tap into an old kid's book? But uh, it was um, it was a bunch of kids. They broke into this house, and there was like a mummy involved. It, it was pretty, you know, it, it's mild now, but it was pretty intense back then. And I just remember when I read that book, it's like this was good. Like I liked that. Uh, that was like the first taste of that little rush that you get. I was like, man, I really like this. And I watched, you know, my, my dad used to watch uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff with us when we were kids. And it never really, it, I, I always, like, they were scary because they had jump scares, but they weren't scary because they were, they were fake. You know, they were slasher films. Um, But then when I started like getting into, movies like uh like event horizon and stuff you know it was like this is i know this is not real but damn this could fucking happen like they could build a ship that actually went into another dimension came back all fucked up and brought a freaking demon spirit with it. i could see that goddamn happening but then sinister sinister pretty much like literally every house i've ever bought now ever since or ever ever looked at since watching sinister i checked the attic if there's a box full of eight millimeter tapes up there burn that place to the ground not even question it. Just burn that place right to the ground. Yeah, my uh, my first horror book that I actually read was my mom's copy of uh, Stephen King's Cat's Eye. Um, I saw the movie when I was much younger than when I read the book. I read the book when I was like 11 or 12. I saw the movie when I was like 8. <laughs> it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like my reaction when I saw my first horror movie at like 5. And that was Poltergeist 2. That shit fucked me up. Yeah. Dude, the, Poltergeist the, they is always badass, stuck with man. Me. Yeah, I used to have a clown marionette thing, like the doll in the bedroom. That's what fucked me up. I thought the doll was going to come after me. Yeah. See, it's, a f- it's watching them, and they, they stick with me for days. This is the reason why I stopped. Like, I, I, I can't do it. It just would stick with me and being like, my I'd have nightmares for days. I'm just like, no. But I'm not putting myself through didn't that Didn't you uh, read the books, um, fucking uh, Gabriel, uh, Zero Point, the space sci-fi kind of dabbled slightly in a horror realm? I remember we were talking about it a couple of years ago. And uh, also Hyperion. Weren't you looking into that? Mm. I may have never gotten around to it. 
Uh, let's see the space a dune. Let's see. There was another one that had to do something with the. I think it was written by the. It was inspired by Firefly. I'm trying to find it. Galaxy Outlaws. Uh, I really don't think they dabbled with that. With horror. I know there was a TV series like Supernatural had its had its scary moments, but there was a TV series on the Discovery Channel that had to deal with like. Uh, it's like American Horror something or something. Haunted Nation or something like that. I don't know. There was weird things. They they dramatized. Yeah, yeah. Ghost what, Nation. What it's it's yeah. all overly dramatized. dramatized rubbish. Yeah, like people's like tales of like certain things and scarings. So... Yeah, that's well. But now, on that note, no Hyperion. On that note, Blue Shark, where can people find you at, man? Uh, you can find me on Twitter until they ban me at Blue Shark forty five. You can also find me on Parlor. Farm you? The they handle. can farm you on Parlor. Parlor, Parlor. That's what I said. But uh, you, it sounded like you said farm you. On Parlor. No, they can they can find me on Parlor, and then uh, you can also find me on the GNA Discord, as well as the TPC Discord, doing the fantasy football things. Nice. What about you, Zyber? Where can people find you at? Well, you can find me palling around on the GNA Discord, Facebook, Twitter, as well as my own uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Very nice. I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Um, Facebook, Twitch, uh, no longer on Mixer, Ustream. Where else am I? Uh, uh, Tinder, OkCupid, um, Hinge, Bumble. Grinder. Grinder. yeah. You can find me everywhere. Just look Cecil Xavier. You'll find me. Six and a half foot guy. Um... Yeah, if you uh, see like a picture of a guy in fatigues, um, that's him. And if you see him in public, just go up and start grinding on him. It's fine. Yeah. If uh, more than likely though, you will see me in the assless chaps, since that is my favorite picture. We hope you enjoyed the show. GNA Games, Nerds, and Alcohol. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes. Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Stitcher, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places. If we aren't someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast. You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show night every first Saturday of every month on Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. Join us every Wednesday night at 1930 Eastern Time on cast.gg for Anime Night hosted by Blue Shark 45. And join us every second Saturday of the month for Horror Movie Night hosted by Zyberblood. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Check him out at morganbs.com. 
And please email us at GNA Podcast at GNA in your DNA dot one with all your questions, comments, or death threats. We would love to hear from you. And last but not least, please be sure to check out our website at And then we got a website at Dave Oh shit, he's not here. Motherfucker. I don't even remember what the other website is. It's something like GNA Pod People or Pod www.gnapodcast.com. Thank you, Zachary. And thank you, gentlemen, for joining me this evening. I know we switched some things up to record midweek now, but uh, it should give us some more time for editing and hopefully some more time for uh, family time, too. All right. Now I, I still like got time plan. to rub one out. That's All great. Right. Works out fine. All right, gentlemen. Have a great night. Absolutely, brother. You too. Absolutely. Nice.